The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. In this episode, Fiona tells us how Jubilee House helps women escaping domestic abuse take the first steps to freedom. Jubilee House, can you just tell us a little bit about it? It's a fantastic name, Jubilee House. Can you just tell us a little bit about it? Jubilee House is a charity situated in the west of Paisley, west end of Paisley. Um, We were originally set up to help women escaping domestic abuse. Um, Since then, we've kind of grown and expanded a wee bit um, to encompass really all women in the community um, with a view to helping them with empowerment um, and mental health and well-being as well. So we're very concerned about these things, mainly because of the pandemic and all the problems that it threw up. So the need in the community is great. So you you do this by, do you hold workshops or give advice or do you welcome just welcome women through your door? All of the above, really. Um, we started off with the garden group um, as we were coming out of lockdown, just because it was a way of getting people out of isolation. Um, but we also run a thing called the Freedom Programme. That's a 12-week course that teaches all about the um, dynamics and behaviours of a perpetrator of domestic abuse. So um, that that's like a recovery course. It's free to participants and it was developed by a lady called Pat Craven. Um, she used to be a probation officer um, and dealt with many, many, many hundreds of perpetrators. She got um, she got to know their thoughts, what they did, why they did it, and they were quite open and honest with her. So she she learned the tactics and behaviours of every abusive man, um, and she she thought to herself, "Well, why is nobody telling the women about this?" So she wrote the Freedom Program, and it's helped thousands of women, um, especially in England, but it is now moving up here to Scotland. Um, and I was trained by Pat Craven herself, which is very unusual. I suddenly feel as if I'm, I'm speaking to the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she, she used to say to them, um, if you had a, a 15-year-old daughter, what would you say to them about um, <laughs> spotting bad guys? And they started telling her all this stuff and she's like, wow. So they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. It's fascinating that you actually you teach how to spot the behaviour because you would think, well, these women would know it because they've come through it. But do you find that it comes as a bit of a shock? Total shock. Nobody's prepared for this. I mean, you can't imagine that this person who you supposedly love is just in it to destroy you. I mean, that's that's beyond belief, really. So we spend our, our entire time in denial, trying to make excuses and trying to um, kind of figure out why this behaviour is happening. So nobody knows why, you know, and nobody knows the red flags before they happen. So, um, you know, bringing this to the, the public's attention is, is really important. We want to teach the new generations coming through how to spot it, what it looks like, what to do if it happens, um, so that hopefully in the future we can, well, as close to eradicate it as we possibly can. <laughs> That's a great approach. Instead, uh, you know, actually, what you just said, red flags, making yeah. people aware of this behaviour before it becomes an issue in your life, not not their life. So, the Women's Fund for Scotland, um, uh, uh, you got a, a grant from them, and what did you use that for? Um, and what it was was furniture and a television for one of our rooms, so that we can old meetings in there we do a lot of um videos and things like that teaching 
women about stuff. So part of the, the Freedom Programme that we run actually has a, a little video for each session. So we play those through the television and we sit around the tables um, and everybody learns and kind of grows, uh, heals and we have a laugh as well. So yeah, that's what we use that money for. So how how does uh, how did you believe how how does it reach out to the the women that it's helping or do they come to you? A bit of both actually. Um, it's quite a big problem actually. How do you reach the public? How do you let them know that you're here? Because most people will say, "I've never heard of you before," um, and that's going to ha happen for a while, I think, because we are fairly new still, and reaching out into the public is no easy task. Um, we've put adverts on the radio. Uh, we've done a lot of networking with agencies um, around about, you know, in the community. So gradually, the social work department, police um, are getting to know us and starting to refer ladies to us. Um, but probably, actually, most women come to us through word of mouth because they're so blown away by what happens here that they just want to tell everybody else about it. And you mentioned the sort of... Um... That sort of the, a program that they get through that women go through, and then and, and and at the end of it, it must be really satisfying. Do you see a change in these women? Oh, absolutely, yeah. The change is just phenomenal because as you go through the sessions, I mean, to to begin with, everybody's breaking their heart. I mean, sobbing, crying, all the rest. But by the end of it, that perpetrator has been brought down to zero, and everybody just laughs at him. You know, the 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 change is phenomenal. They learn to know notice um like red flags everywhere around them. You know, and they apportion it to a certain behaviour. So that that cements in their mind yeah, that that is actually an abusive behaviour. So it's so empowering. They, these women are really empowered. And when they finish, they want to do something to change it. They want to help the other women that are going through it in Scotland. You know, and they sit there and they're like, oh, we all got on our soapbox. I'm afraid we really do. Um, <laughs> and we try and we try and think of ways, you know, to stop this because it's just crazy. It's all just bad behaviour. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're constantly trying to look for places, you know, ways of, of um, achieving that. And it does always come back to education. Everybody's like, if I'd known about this in school, it never would have happened to me. And that is a big key to changing this, really. Oh, that is a big key changer, isn't it? Are you, are you, are you thinking of expanding your operations to work with younger women? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're, we're in the process of putting together a, a um, mother and daughter group, and that's for girls aged 12 and above. And the reason for that is really because uh, Scottish Women's Aid did a big survey of the demographic of women aged 12 to 25. Um, it's called the RISE Report, and you can find it on their website. And it found that 36% of the women in that demographic had already been in an abusive relationship. <gasps> we were horrified. 36%? And we thought, yeah. We've got to do something about this. And it also highlighted that in the schools, there really isn't anywhere for them to go if they feel they are in an abusive relationship. There wasn't even 1% said that they felt confident that there's somebody they could go to. So what's going on? Yes, there's a power of work to be done in there then. The way that you're talking, though, about working with women, you're, you're working with, uh, with them and they're working with you. It's a two-way street communication. Would you say that's part of how you you go about your work? Is that you you're not you're not laying down the law. You're discussing stuff. Yeah, um, everything we do, we take our cues from the women. There's nothing we would try and do on our own backs. 
you know, all of our cues, all of our suggestions, ideas, wants, needs, everything all comes from the women. And when they say we should do, I listen very carefully um, and I take note of what they're saying. And if it is feasible, then we'll try and do something along those lines and we'll try and get funding and all the rest of it. And so far, we've been pretty successful. In fact, one of our ladies who came to us in the beginning, she was completely broken. It was awful. And she does yoga and holistic stuff in the past. So as time went on, we watched her growing um, and then we decided, why don't we start a wee yoga class here? For the ladies and she was up for that you know and her confidence grew and um, to the point when she's now the holistic services manager here at <gasps> Jubilee House so that's what we do we, we bring them up and we we try and help them to get on their own path whatever that might be we've got a lot of connections and things as well and we try and empower them to do whatever it is that they want to do to change that path you know you just mentioned networking uh, one of the things that the women's fund for scotland has as well as the ability to make grants it's has networks and support groups that you could link into is that something that's important for you as well as the money absolutely essential um you know the more connections and things that we have the better because there's none of us can do this on our own you know we are stronger when we we band together um, and all those connections are made there's no doubt about it and that's definitely the way to go and that's what we've been concentrating on in the last few months especially is networking with other groups organizations as well as agencies in the area you know just getting the word out there and banding together you know we can do this for you you know we're quite a big building here which is primed and ready to go so we can offer that if if there's a group that's got something that they do that empowers women then we'll let them do it here for free you know because it, it kind of ticks all our boxes and it ticks their boxes so yeah that's a really big hearted offer that um, and it, it must be quite comforting then to know that the Women's Fund for Scotland's on your side. Very much so, yeah. I mean, th- this is a great initiative, it really is. Um, so, yeah, we're we're totally on board. We love to um, kind of partner with our grant uh, funders. You know, we really do put a lot of effort into, you know, connecting and keeping up with our, our grant funders because um, obviously they're going to fund us in the future and that helps our women. That's our bottom line. That's what we want to do. So anything that helps our women, helps them to grow and empower them, then that's what we spend our time doing. So the Women's Fund for Scotland is right up our street. I mean, we love it. <laughs> we, we love talking <laughs> about it. Women's Fund Facts. In Scotland, you're never more than 50 miles away from a project funded by the Women's Fund for Scotland. I often wonder how people working in the sector like you keep so in such good spirits why have we still got this problem i'm not asking you to answer that question straight away because <laughs> if you have here's a whole load of money go and solve it but why is it still here why are women still dealing with these these people what's going on i mean it's absolutely nuts isn't it do you know it costs scotland 2.3 billion pounds every billion. year uh-huh for domestic abuse. And that comes down to things like days lost from working, you know, women who can't go into work because their perpetrator won't let them or is beating them up so bad. It um, it goes on um, like medical provision, uh, mental health problems, all these things. And also things like 25% of all operational time at the police force is spent on domestic abuse. 25% of all their time is spent on domestic abuse. So if you add all of that up, then the Scottish government puts that figure at £2.3 billion every year on domestic abuse. And it is all completely needless. It's just bad behaviour. And that money actually is pales into insignificance when you think of the the lives 
that are lost and ruined, both women and their children, through this. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. It's horrifying. So, yeah, that just gives you an idea how big that problem is just here in Scotland. So, in other words, if they just uh, took great organisations like yourselves, brought them all together and gave them one billion, uh, we'd still be, and to to tackle the issue, we'd still be 1.3 billion quid up on the deal. Yeah, but you'd have to allow us to put them all in prison and things like that. (laughs) You know, um, if you ask me, I mean, my way of of dealing with it would be, um, first of all, education. That's very, very important. And also having people that that kids and all the rest of it can go to. I mean, people in, in key spots who can actually help, who are trained to help. And then the judicial system, that needs to get sorted right out from start to finish and uh, much, much greater punishments for domestic abuse. They got to know that we're on to them and that they're not going to get away with it. Hold them accountable. Accountability. So those those kind of key factors, I believe, would be the way to go. Um, I don't know. Were you thinking of running for first minister? Um... <laughs> Definitely not. Not when you see what's happened to the, to the previous one. <laughs> no, but it's really, I could practically hear your arms crossing and go, and the judicial system has to be sorted right out. I thought, do you know, I would leave Fiona in a room with a pad, a pencil, and for an afternoon she'd have a whole lot sorted out by tomorrow morning. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> if anybody would listen to me. <laughs> but are things getting better? Are they getting better? Well, uh, uh, that's a very good question, actually. I mean, we've got a new law, the Coercive Control Law, which came in in 2018. um, And that made it a criminal offence to, um, you know, it's all about behaviours rather than thumping somebody. It's more than physical abuse. It's verbal, sexual, psychological and financial abuse it covers. So that is now a criminal offence and there have been convictions for it. So that's probably been the biggest step forward. And it was a bunch of really amazing women that made that happen. Absolutely incredible. But has it gone far enough? Well, if you look at the figures, um, 65,000 calls to Police Scotland every year about domestic abuse. That figure has not changed. Oh. Is it getting any better? I don't know. Well, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But yeah, we need to go further. There's not enough being done. That's obvious. I mean, really, there needs to be a big shake up. But there are organisations like yourself now. Mm-hmm. So you are making a difference. We're making a difference to the ladies who come through our doors. At least two of them have said that if it hadn't been for Jubilee House, they wouldn't be here. What an accolade. It's sobering, though, especially when you put it in the light that... <laughs> I'm going to give you another statistic here. Fire away. <laughs> There's 30 women in the UK, right enough, not just Scotland, but 30 women in the UK every day attempt suicide as the only way of escaping domestic abuse. And that's how brutal and how awful it is. That's their only way out. There's absolutely nothing else for them. So that is a statistic that's a bit worrying, to say the least. It is a bit worrying. And I'm I'm, I'm fascinated. Let's take back to the beginning for a minute, Fiona, because you're called Jubilee House. Is, is that because of the building that you were in or something? Or uh, Well, it was really the building because it all started with the building being donated and that's what really kind of kick-started the whole thing so they decided to call it jubilee house because they wanted it to be a place of jubilee of change you know i think it's not so much the word jubilee it's house you see because for anyone a house should be a refuge from the world it should be a comfortable place it should be your sanctuary and but for these women that you're working with it's not it's the very place that abuse happens but you're reclaiming that word that concept of a house for them 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. In the beginning, we did intend to start as a, a refuge, but going through the process, it just proved to be really difficult. In fact, to the point when it was pretty much impossible. And we thought, right, well, what can we do to help? So we went back to the drawing board and that's when we decided to start all our groups and all the rest of it. And thank goodness we did, because if we'd gone as a refuge, we would have only been able to help three women at a time. At the moment, we're, we're helping loads and loads of women. In fact, during lockdown, we took the Freedom Programme online and helped more than 300 women throughout the UK. So, I mean, doing it this way is much, much better. And for me and for all the women who come to Jubilee House, when you walk in the doors, it's like being given a big hug. I don't know. There's just something about the place that's really warm and welcoming. And as I always say to my ladies, this is their safe place. This is the place where they can speak. Um, they're safe. Nothing's going to be repeated. And so this is their place to share and to grow and to recover. Do you know, Fiona, what you told us about uh, the state of domestic abuse and violence in this country should be something that, that sends me running, screaming, you know, into a wall with sheer depression and despair. But you prove that there are people working out there to change it. And I have no doubt that you and your team at Jubilee House will are instrumental in massive change. It's actually been an honour to speak to you. Thank you <laughs> so much. Oh, no, thank you. I've had a great time. It's been really good. <laughs> thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes. <laughs>